Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. Been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Here we go then, the final MLS UK show of 2020. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. I say the final MLS UK show. I've never been so glad for a year to be over, uh, but I will miss your pretty face, Henry. Oh, and yeah, I'll miss you too, in a way. This is the MLS UK show. The MLS UK show with Lucid FC, a distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your F? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. I kind of don't know where this year's gone. I know, obviously, it's been a terrible year for so many reasons, but also, MLS just seemed to have gone in a flash. It has, yeah. And uh, it was uh, not a conventional season, we must say, but we've got to the end of it. Columbus Crew were the winners. We'll talk about that a little later on. Um, But it's Christmas as well, so Merry Christmas, Elliot. Merry Christmas. Uh, I, I tell you what, for our listeners in North America, mm. um, what's, a, what's a normal Christmas like in the Holman household? Normal Christmas, um, on a normal year, where we've not got all these stupid restrictions in place, I'd be at my mum's. Mm-hmm. She'd be cooking a turkey, um, all the trimmings. I am a little bit unique in that I like to drag opening my presents out for as long as possible right, okay. whereas I know everyone else just like tears them all open and then uh, you watch the Queen's speech at three after yeah. your dinner and then fall asleep in the chair because you've eaten too much S- yeah standard then go to the football on Boxing Day well this for me uh, this year unfortunately I'm, um, is, is not a usual Christmas for me because my usual Christmas is I spend Christmas Day with my mum mm. and then on Boxing Day I'll spend it with my dad 
and that's what he says. He's like, oh, that's our Christmas Day because there's football yeah, in yeah, the yeah. UK on Boxing Day. Uh, unfortunately, because of his restrictions, he's gone to Wales to spend it with his partner and he can't get back. So, uh, you know, I'm not seeing my dad this year, but I'm seeing my mum. But I'm seeing Poppy's family, who does the kit reviews. They'll be back next year. I still have them, by the way. That's just... In... It's like a gangster <laughs> on a budget, isn't it? It's like... Oh, Jose Martinez, I've missed him. I've got him to look forward to next year. Oh, don't. Uh, so this year, we're spending it uh, with Poppy's family, who live on a farm. So the food, I'm, I'm expecting big things from the food. You know, I think it'd be really good. So there's silver linings, but... Yeah, not conventional. So, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, for the next hour or so, I hope you enjoy our end of season, season review, slash kind of look forward to next year, slash guide to uh, Columbus we're doing today because they won yeah. MLS Cup. And this week, we will definitely remember to do <laughs> A Crisis Right. A few of you noticed last time, uh, it was a slightly shortened episode. We wanted to get it out before MLS Cup. And... Uh, when I came to edit it, I was like, this is, this is a lot shorter than what I thought it would be. <laughs> and it turns out we just forgot to do the crisis right. So uh, that will definitely happen today. Okay, I've got it. It's rare. It's on a tab. It's ready to go. Let's not forget. <laughs> One thing I won't forget is to start with the game of the changing name. And this is quite a difficult one today, I think. Oh, don't say that. Not our last one of a series. I recently uh, acquired a list, thanks to listener Nathan, who wrote down everyone that we've ever done on the game with a changing name. And as Henry knows, yesterday, I was working on some some new graphics for the podcast, Mm -hmm. and I decided that I wanted to put every name of every player that we've ever done on the game with a changing name sort of embedded in. Do you know sometimes they release football shirts with like the fans' names like uh, in the back? So I've done that. So it's kind of there forever now and they realized that there was a couple of couple of glaring ones i'd missed but they might be really really easy Mm, right okay so i found a player that we've definitely not done but does play for your team so atlanta atlanta right okay okay they started their career at watford and they Mm. made two appearances for watford two Two whole appearances. Huge player for him. Was a bit of a youth prospect though. There was a lot of a lot of buzz about him, and he was born in Watford as well. So local club. He then uh, made just a little move to Atlanta United in MLS in 2019, and he played 18 times in 2019. Wow! And has since moved to Luton in the Championship. Okay. Do you think you know who it is? I know who it is. Okay. I'm just checking. <laughs> uh, but we haven't done them before, have we? I don't think we have, no. no. They no. didn't. They, I, they, their name didn't crop up when I was going through them yesterday. So there we go. Started their career at Watford, went to Atlanta, uh, and now in the championship at Luton Town. But who is it? Let us know if you think you know at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email us hello at MLS.show. Uh, tell us where you're up to in the podcast. Send the screenshot. Uh, when you realise who it is. Don't go to the end. We say this. Uh, what are we? What episode are we up to now? Uh, Great question. 20 in the series. It's thing thing. It's like 80-odd overall, and we've pretty much said it every time. Don't go to the end. We know if you do. And we'll cheat, find out. And we will reveal the answer at the end of the episode. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. So our 2020 MLS champions are the Columbus Crew. On episode 20 
of season three. You said that Seattle would win, maybe quite comfortably. I said Columbus might win, stretch Just. it, scrape at a draw, uh, and then win on penalties. As it turned out, Columbus won 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again proving we don't have a clue. Not a clue. It's the toughest league in the world to predict. Even when you've got a choice of two, you probably get it wrong. Um, I think, first of all, I know it's it's kind of the home advantage, but Seattle have got to be disappointed with that because I think not taking away from the game, I think if you just look in general at a really simplified view of things, Seattle are a team that have been there and they've done it and they've won it recently yeah. with a pretty similar roster. Very similar roster, in fact. And you kind of expected them to just go and do the business. I don't think it was strange to, to expect that, but the home advantage for Columbus and the start that they made, it, it was it was incredible, and they deserve it 100%. Yeah, and you've got to remember, Santos, Nagbe, out yeah. for COVID. So two of their best players were out. And, and they were missing a lot of players in the semi-final as well. They were. And the uh, conference final. Yeah, uh, and he absolutely controlled it. Seattle were never in it, really. They had a few chances in the first half. Mm. Uh, a few corners in the second half, but we were never in it. It was such a, a great performance. And some are even arguing that it's the most dominant MLS Cup final performance ever. It's definitely since I've been watching it, but that's only about five years. So I think <laughs> That's true. Rather than look back now, because we're going to look back at the whole season yeah. in a moment, but I want to look forward with Columbus Crew. They've got a new stadium next season. Yeah, Can they have a, a bit of a run of dominance now in MLS? I don't see why not. The the stadium has to work to their advantage, of course. Um, I know maybe next year is going to be a little bit too soon in terms of getting it full, mm. um, getting that capacity right up and getting all the fans back in. I know that, which is a shame. But I think if you look at the roster they've got, they made good moves. Yeah. And and we spoke about this in the early episodes of, of this season. We could see a mile off that that was a strong, a strong team. I think the questions were around... Jesse Zardes and whether he was going to find form he's got them goals this year and it's been crucial there's an episode really early on where I'm waxing lyrical about Zeller Ayhan because he just looked incredible uh, the footage I saw the stats I saw before they got hold of him and he's slotted in really well and obviously he's performed I think it's just a, the difficult thing in MLS is keeping that roster together. Survive, with Austin coming in, surviving the expansion draft. You can only protect 12 players. You know, surviving trades coming in. You've got to keep that together and somehow strengthen it as well because you know everyone else is going to be stronger next year. So all signs point to, to a little bit of dominance from Columbus next year if they can do those simple things really well. Well, you're looking at the, uh, you said the squad and adding to it. Rumours mm. are that they're after Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah who, uh, okay, he's, he's now a bit part MLS player. We know that he's a, he's a bench player who has shown with LAFC he can come off the bench and score yeah. goals. Is that the kind of player that Columbus crew need? They yeah. seem pretty set up front, so it's just somebody who can come on. Because they play with wingers. So if you look at the runs that Bradley Wright Phillips likes to make, even at his his ripe old age, <laughs> he will still get get to that fir, uh, that front post, get across the goalkeeper. He's got, we've seen it with with LAFC. He's done it, obviously, for years. He's done it with, with Red Bulls. He will make those runs. He'll get there. He'll get that crucial touch. He'll tap it in. We've seen goals from him uh, at LAFC this mm. season, just nicking it past the goalkeeper. And, you know, with magic like Zellerian on the on the wing, crossing it in... I, that's that's a signing I'd like to see, to be honest with you. But of course they've, got, you know, they've got Zardes. It's not like they're they're completely without a goal scorer. There's teams that would definitely benefit from BWP. I would say more than Columbus. They're not, they're not the most in need of BWP. I would say. 
Yes, but um, I mean, he, for me, I think it's a testament to him to show that he remains at the top of the, yeah. uh, you know, the top side of a con uh, the the standings. You know, Columbus, LAFC went from Red Bulls. He could easily have dropped down to careful. You know, a team careful. who is traditionally at the bottom. Let's say Orlando, for example. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, but uh, no, he's. Um, I, I think it would be a great signing for Columbus. Uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I know we give out MVPs before the uh, before MLS Cup. Pozuelo got it this year. Zellerian is, is should he feel now a bit disappointed? Maybe he weren't in more of a shout of it. Yeah, I think he's had a, an amazing first season. Um, we saw from the first game. Remember before lockdown, before the break, we saw a real, real peach of a goal from Zellerian early on in the season, and I think it kind of set the the trend, uh, set the bar for where he was going to be. I do think he was unlucky. I really do. I think there were some real standout players this year. I think there were some great breakthrough players that also haven't you know, haven't been awarded. Um we've seen we've seen players that you know, it take if you're if you don't follow a team, it takes a couple of games for you to be like, oh, who's who's this kid? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um and I think Zellerayam for for Columbus is definitely one of those. I think um the likes of DK at Orlando as a draft pick, incredible. We've seen so many names come through this year where you go, Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh you look at Zellerayan's stats and I know he scored six, assisted four. Mm. He's played I think he played like eight or nine games less than Pazuela. Yeah. So uh yeah, they they tend to go off stats for these sort of things. But if you think Pazuelo in his second season, maybe Zellerayan next year, that's where um he could be a shout to win it next year. But I think the influence he's had on Columbus, especially within the the second part of a season has been terrific and uh, he you know he he was man of the match in the MLS Cup he's got them the win um, just a quick one then on Seattle uh, they'll be disappointed but uh, overall it's 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 been a good few years for them and you can you won't bet against them being in the same position next year they'll come again and that that's the thing they'll be there again and I think Columbus are maybe at a point where they need Yes, they won, but they need to get themselves to that next level so that they are on a point on a on a level playing level playing field with Seattle now. I think Seattle are much more established in this whole kind of MLS Cup. They've got the, they've got an incredible roster. I think Columbus, if they add a few more pieces, will be at that same level of stature that Seattle are, and those two will battle it out again very soon. Yeah, and uh, Seattle this year, it was the first year, well, since we've watched it, that they've not had a Jekyll and Hyde season. Yeah. They normally either start really badly and end well, yeah. or they'll start really well, sort of tail off, still make the playoffs. So yeah, they've been consistent. Pretty, yeah. And and that's, that's, again, that's a sign of improvement. Yeah, they didn't win, but that's a real sign of improvement. You can get to MLS Cup many, many ways, as they've demonstrated. Columbus didn't win a single away game all season, which... It is a joke. It's incredible. That's that is. If there was ever a stat, apart from Sporting KC going from first to thirteenth to yeah. first or whatever it was, if there's ever a stat to just show MLS as a whole, it's that one. The fact that Columbus Crew have won the whole thing by <laughs> they had a an almost perfect home record, but then they had a dreadful away record. They didn't win a game, and they've they've won it. That's. You know, it's MLS. And at this point, you're almost scared to move them to the new stadium. I know it's going to be better, but it's kind of like, it's kind of working pretty well where we are, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think there's still the uh, there's still the um, the sort of glow from the post-save the crew thing. And yeah. I, I tweeted after the game, actually, I thought that win, that win has got to be dedicated for everyone who worked yeah. so hard to save the crew. And, uh, you know, it was magnificent to, um, you know, to... 
to to see that that is a nice 18 month ending to that so fair play to him well done and if that's not enough winning mls cup because they won it it means that our final henry's guide to north america we are visiting columbus so for the final time this season elliot you know what to do it's time for henry's guide to columbus famous of course for its country music. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know Columbus is Ohio's state capital and is the 15th biggest city in the US? I didn't, actually. Nickname for the city is the Arch City, and that's because about 100 years ago, all the streetlights used to be on arches over the, the road. Very nice. Uh, it's one of the cities as well that is famous for the Doodah Parade. Now, sorry, sorry. The Doodah Parade. Now, what do you... What do you what do you do? Get it, get it, get your doodah out? Almost. You can dress up in a, a variety of costumes and basically whatever you want and uh, you go on a parade down the street. They also do it in other areas of the uh, the country as well. But the doodah parade in Columbus happens uh, traditionally on the 4th of July every year. Although this year it wasn't as much of a walking parade. They had to do it driving because of Yeah, COVID to get your doodah out on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, I've just spat all over. Mm, it's not co- very COVID. COVID secure. Uh, Colo the gorilla was the oldest captive gorilla in the world and was at the Columbus Zoo until he died in 2017. Uh, he was born in the 50s. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, the city was named the most intelligent in the US and there is an Arnold Schwarzenegger statue in the city. Just is a bronze statue and he's like this. Is it as good as the Beckham statue? It's better than the Beckham <laughs> statue, much better. Um, it's the. It's also got the world's biggest gavel. Do you know what the uh, the lawyer uh, the the? Oh yeah, yeah. Judges. Yeah, uh, it's like a. It's a silver statue. It's massive. It's a silver kind of statue, and that's in the city as well. Wow. Uh, we talked last time on the Henry's Guide to Atlanta about weird laws where in Atlanta it's illegal to have an ice cream cone in your back pocket. I've got some laws here that are in Ohio and Columbus. Uh, one of them, my favourite one, because this is just completely random, Go is on. that it is illegal for women to wear leather shoes because they feel that uh, the gloss on them, people could look at them and look up the skirts. <laughs> Obviously, it's not putting to practice anymore, but that is a, that is a law. It's illegal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and finally, R.L. Stein, who wrote the Goosebumps books, he's from Columbus. And you've forgotten one major character that's from Columbus, from a series that we both love. Now, I saw this. I did see this. So, uh, the guy who plays Ted Mosby, he's called Josh Radner. Josh Radner, yeah. In How I Met Your Mother. He's from Columbus. So, great knowledge there of that. Uh, but, you know, I, I just felt maybe R.L. Stein is a more random and perhaps slightly more famous, would you say? Mm, Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that is Henry's Guide to Columbus. So we've done 14 now this year. Atlanta, Orlando, Philadelphia, New York City, New Jersey, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Vancouver, Portland, Minnesota, Colorado, Salt Lake City, and D.C. So we've got the rest to come next season. Houston? Uh, we could do Houston, we could do Dallas, we could do Austin. People often comment on my accent. I just really, I find it really difficult to say, you say it. H- Houston. H- you say Houston. Houston, yeah. See, my accent yeah. from the east of England, I say Houston. 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 
I'm from Houston. It's like you, you say Danny Houston, and I say Danny Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Holson, uh, who will get a mention later on in the podcast because we need to talk about trades. Yeah. The MLS UK Show. So if you have any facts about the places that I've just not mentioned, so the ones I've mentioned, don't bother, but any that I haven't mentioned, like Houston. Houston. Uh, get in touch, henry at mls.show uh, with your facts, including Austin, because we'll do that next year. Uh, and as I've just said, we'll be talking about the trades very shortly but we need to look back at MLS 2020 mm. it's a season review after all and as we did last time uh, what the the name of the episode is a season review and uh, we're what 20 minutes in and we're now talking about the season <laughs> um, so let's start with uh, well let's start with the East End because that's where the champions came from yeah. um, let's start at the top Philadelphia Union I I think Philly have to be have to be majorly disappointed mm-hmm. in their playoff performance, but I think focusing on the good the the good of yeah. the season, finishing top, building on last year and the year before, I think they're in such a good place. I don't think the playoffs. You know, it's a massive shame they didn't go further in the playoffs because I think realistically they had a really really strong season. They could have matched Columbus all the way. The problem with Philly was, and we were saying it throughout the season, is that because they'd never really been there before, they'd won one playoff match in their their MLS history, no one expected them really to go the whole way. And if you looked at what they'd done in the season, they'd won Supporters' Shield. So really, they technically were favourites to do it, but they didn't. And we saw against New England Revolution, maybe it was the... The the just the hype around it. Maybe mm. it was the you know they just froze and and that first half against New England Revolution, they definitely did freeze and never responded to it. So yeah, I think there's there's a lot to build on. It's we'll see next season what happens. They've got the consistency with Jim Curtin still there, and they're going to build on it. I think now that time has passed, Philly fans will look at that and go, that was an incredible season. Shame they weren't there to see it, but an incredible season for the franchise that will always be remembered. But if you would have spoken a few weeks ago, they would have been really disappointed. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel for Toronto because it's a testament to what they've become over the last few years that they finished second and we're just kind of like, hmm, it's Toronto. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's almost become standard now. And if anything, they'll be gutted that they, you know, they finished, was it three points off Philly? Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to be disappointed that they didn't take home some silverware from that. And I think actually finishing second in the East is a massive achievement. It's exactly the same as Philly. Now time has passed. When you look at Toronto's yeah. whole season, they played half a season not at their stadium. They were only playing Canadian teams for a part of yeah. it as well. Uh, so it was it, it was all mixed up. And uh, for them to finish second, I think is great. They've and, got the best out of what's a crazy season. Yeah, and again, they'll be disappointed with the playoff, uh, what happened in the playoffs, losing to Nashville. Nashville have had a great season. We've discussed it many times. But for them to lose to Nashville, they'll be disappointed. They should have done better in that game. They were really poor. But, you know, I, I'd still give I'd give them and Philly an A. If we were to grade them, I'd give them both an A. Just um, And I think a lot of teams are going to get the benefit of a doubt when we discuss them just because of how the season was. We've already discussed Columbus, so a team that didn't have a problem with um, with travelling and not playing at the ground because they played all season in Orlando is Orlando, finishing fourth. Um, a, a question I want to throw to you is, 
In terms of most improved, mm. Philly winning Supporters Shield and dominating, or Orlando actually making the playoffs, who's who's been the most improved? I uh, most improved. I I I don't think I'm being biased in saying Orlando are most improved. I think the season before they, you know, we were looking at them breaking Philly. Sorry, Cincinnati broke their record of goals conceded. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> It was honestly so, so, so poor. Um, so for them to not only make the playoffs for the first time, but to 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 finish fourth, get that home tie as well, win their first playoff game as well. You know, let's not forget Philly only did that last year. Yeah. Philly only won their first playoff game last year. Couldn't better it this year. That's a massive leap. It's a huge. It's a huge leap. I I I never expected that. No, uh, and you got to remember that technically, we've been technical because technically a penalty okay. shootout win is not technically uh. a win. Orlando still haven't won a playoff match. Um, but I, I've given you credit throughout the season. You finally beat Atlanta as well, which was a highlight for you. We and did it, finish 12th if we want to talk about um, less, well, least improved. We'll, we'll discuss that later <laughs> on. But, uh, and that has helped me out in the uh, the getting advent calendar i got quite a few from when I'll, uh, orlando finally beat atlanta so thank you um <laughs> but uh yeah i think orlando have had a great season there's lots to improve on uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in um in the close season because you've got you've let dom dwyer go now so there's a lot of money available there and i think uh, in the last 12 months in particular the the club has proved that he can find some gems mm. he can find players that fit into the the system a bit more so yeah there's lots to look forward to for Orlando next season and and you kind of got that monkey off your back because I was getting sick of every season starting with oh Orlando have a chance of doing well this year and then by episode 12 you, you're just ready to yeah, pack down it in the dumps yeah yeah so uh, I'm glad for you well but... the, the the Dwyer money you know already being spent on tying up uh, some of the loan deals that we had players that we had on loan this year so they've secured those on permanent deals which is great news because the squad squad admittedly was brilliant this year just lacked, mm. lacked something up top so um, happy with that New York City I thought finishing fifth it's a good season for them again they had issues we're not playing at home new coach new coach um, started didn't start very well at all so to finish fifth get in the playoffs it's a good season and again for them there's, there's stuff to build on um, they've lost Alex Ring which we'll talk about later on but yeah, you, you think there's there's something there to grow? Red Bulls will be disappointed that there was such a gap between themselves and NYCFC, mm. I think. Um, was it... Th- seven points. About seven points, yeah. yeah. So um, a couple of wins and a draw away from their rivals who were playing in their stadium. Sacked Armas as well. It's not a great year for... It, by Red Bull standards, that's poor. No, and um, they've got a new manager now, head coach coming from Barnsley, which I never thought I'd say that on this show. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see next season. And we've said before, it's, it's kind of um, Red Bulls 2.0 at yeah. the moment. Uh, new England obviously went deep in the playoffs, so yeah. you can't take anything away from them. But I, I kind of expected them to finish a bit higher in the standings because of um, what it was like last year when Arena took over. They skyrocketed from the bottom of the league. I kind of thought they'd build on that a bit more, but um, they'll be happy. They finished in the playoffs. They went further than the likes of Orlando, who finished above them. So, for me, job done there. Yeah, I I think there was enough to show me in the playoffs that New England Revolution will push on next year. Mm. I think they needed to... They did what they needed to do this year. They won... um, you know, if you look at their their record, they didn't win many at home, which again is is something that they'll really want to improve on. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's enough there, and they've got the players to really push on next year. Do I think they'll win MLS Cup? No, 
But I think they're a way off that. But they've they've shown that they they've got that ability in the playoffs yeah. to to win when they need to. So you never know; they could be dark horses. Thierry Henry's first season with Montreal is an interesting one because they finished fifteen points off Orlando and Columbus, who Columbus of course went on to win MLS Cup. Is that good enough? Regular season, they ain't making the playoffs. It's just because there's ten mm. this year that's made it. It is and it isn't because I mean, what honestly do we expect from Montreal? Really, I mean Thierry Henry. He's a big name, but as a manager, he's not really done. Un- unproven. Unproven, yeah. They don't have a massive uh, designated player that you sort of you think, ah, oh, you know, the the Martinez yeah, yeah. Of, of the operation. So I think they they maybe need to look at the roster a little bit in Montreal. Yeah, rumours are some changes in and around the club uh, in the close season. So they'll be interesting to watch next year. And um, Thierry Henry, let's face it, he's not going to put up with mediocrity. So they're going to have to match his ambitions. Uh, into Miami then. Um, there were rumours last week that they'd, uh, they'd sacked Alonso. That apparently isn't mm. the case. However, if you were to ask me to put uh, 10 of my British pounds on whether he'd be there at the start of next season, I would not put it on. I'd, there's a couple of things from this is that it was the athletic that broke the news yeah and then they were like oh no sorry it was a mistake what so they just wrote a whole article on it and it was a mistake it turns out it's because they had an end of season meeting the coach left the meeting feeling like he had been sacked but the club are like well no he's not been sacked that tells me that that meeting wasn't a very positive one exactly he's not he's not left and gone oh, great I can't wait for next year <laughs> um, so yeah we'll wait and see on that one I think it's probably a case of they'll be looking for a replacement if a suitable replacement is found yeah um, my, the thing is when you've got David Beckham and you've got it's Miami and everything has to be big and glamorous and perfect and they're always going to be on the lookout to be better and I think he's he and the players have got to watch their backs Higuain Gonzalo Higuain, not his brother, but even even his brother. Mm. Um, I think they'll because Alonso came in before Higuain. Yeah. I think they'll probably try and find someone who who can work with Higuain. I think yeah. that'll be their main focus. So, as I said, do I think Alonso Alonso will be in the job at the start of next season? No, I don't. But we'll have to see. But into Miami, it's difficult because of the whole season. If it was a normal season, I think into Miami are finishing higher than tenth. Full stadium. Wayne Rooney's looking to get into management. <laughs> he's David he, Beckham's mate. Yeah, but you know he's he's at Derby County. So would you swap Derby? You live in Derby. Would you swap Derby for Miami? Yes. <laughs> okay. Next question. Chicago Fire. Then, um, I mean, what what to say about Chicago Fire? Again, they're another team that have gone into a new stadium. There was so much hope and uh, so much built on this season being a season that they can get back to being in Chicago and it just hasn't quite worked out with everything so I think it's personally I think it's quite difficult to judge Chicago myself I just can't see past the badge I know it's pathetic I just honestly just change it please just change it back. there are rumours that they are going to change it so we'll see <laughs> So bad. Moving on to Atlanta, then. Um, <laughs> I mean, with with, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> I tell you what, do me a favor. You're going to do it anyway. Do you want me to give? Do you want to give me day twenty two on the uh, getting advent calendar? Yeah, you read me Atlanta stats from this year, and I'll have a laugh. So Atlanta United finished twelfth. <laughs> get in. <laughs> they got less than a point a game. Come on, get in. And uh, they only scored one goal a game on average. Get in. 
they missed Martinez. They didn't recruit properly last season. I think they put all their eggs in Martinez's basket thinking he's going to get them the goals. He got injured after the first game and uh, they were left with the players they've got. So I'd Being serious, I think the, there's bigger problems than Martinez not being around. Mm. I, they just decimated the roster. Yeah, they yeah. had they built right when you're an expansion team. It's so difficult to build that roster with all the rules and find out which players are available and trading for them and using your draft picks. So difficult to build that first roster was incredible. They went and won MLS Cup. Yeah, and then they've just decimated it in 12 months. I d- there's, yes, they didn't have Martinez, and yes, they would have finished a lot higher. But to then not have a replacement, and you know, they got rid of Vialba, for example, yeah, somebody yeah. who could step up. They just uh, Martha Petey's gone. There's just it's non-stop. They've just made poor decisions, and Heinz has got a job on his hands unless they bring in some serious players. Yeah, you're right. He has, uh, and that's the thing that this close season is the most important in Atlanta's history for me. Mm. Even more important than the close season before we joined MLS, because. Yeah, they got rid of... I mean, Almiron was always going to leave and go to Europe. That was in his contract yeah, over yeah. two years. Pity's clearly gone because he wanted the money, even though I look, I think he was. He showed a bit of form yeah. before he left. It's just a poor, poor season, and they've got a lot of... They've got a big job to do. I'm glad they've got the head coach in now, before Christmas. He's got a long time now. He's got a couple of months to, to sort of work at things and get his identity. And again, he's a South American influence, which I think... When you look at last time they had a South American uh, manager, a head coach, compared to the European, the one that they had, yeah. uh, I would rather them go back to having a South American one. So we'll see. I think Atlanta will do a lot better next year. They've got to. They can't do much worse. Uh, but close season will be massive. And um, I, I, sometimes it's not about the DPs you get. Sometimes it's about the the MLS experience that you need. And uh, I think that they were left with not much at all, and that showed. I've got three words for uh, each of the two remaining teams. Go on. DC United. Yeah. Roster too big. Yeah. Cincinnati. Roster was terrible. <laughs> Twice. Two seasons. Roster awful. Sort it out. 16 points, Cincinnati. It's so bad. 16. How many coaches as well? Mm. I mean, there's not really much we can say, say about Cincinnati. They, they need to improve. They didn't. They didn't do it last year, and they've got another chance of doing it this year. DC United, disappointing again, but they just never got going either, did they? It's a new start for them, though. Sorry, just, just this is genuine, by the way. I'm not one. Do you know when MLS is back? Was it Atlanta that Cincinnati beat? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't know if I'd made that up. No, no, it was, yeah. One so there. that's their one away win all season. Did that count? Does that count as an away know. win? I don't know if it counts as an away win. Um, well, the only one won at home as well, so <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did all right in uh, MLS's back. A lot better than Atlanta did. Uh, so uh, DC United then have never got going. Um, it, this is a big close season for them. It's a new start and uh, it's a new era. And it, we've discussed it. We think DC United probably needed this new era to start and. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's exciting times for DC, but also I can imagine a lot of fans will be very nervous. Yeah, they, they again, they need to invest in the roster. They need to make smarter decisions with the roster. They need more depth. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they'll, they'll be that bad again next season. No way. Right, in the West End, uh, 12 teams 
that we're going to quickly run through now. And uh, we've got to start with SKC. They won it. And, I mean, SKC, from going from an F grade last year, surely they've gone back up to an A this year. Yeah. They won the conference. Yeah. Uh, they they looked there or thereabouts all season, didn't they? They looked very strong. They've got a good roster. And I really hope that this is kind of something that they can sustain now because, mm. we've, like we spoke about with Seattle, you kind of... You, get to that point and that's good you know Philly have got Philly finished top and now you want to become one of those established teams there so can they do it again next season I yeah we to be honest since we've watched MLS we've only had one season where SKC haven't yeah. been on the boil so you would say yeah, yeah. They, they will do I think they've got uh, I mean Johnny Russell is one of our favorite players MLS UK but I'm talking about fine making finals yeah, know, yeah, like being a real but, established Seattle. Um, but he's consistently playing well. Polito's come in and he's yeah. done all right. So, uh, yeah, I think there's enough there to, to do that. And But I, I think it's tough for them when you look at the West Conference, you've got Seattle and Portland that are making, it seems that one of them will make a final yeah. at, at any season. LAFC as well. They've had a, a poor um, MLS season this year, but you'd think especially with how they're doing in the Champions League, you'd think that they'll push on next year mm. and, and get back up. So it's difficult for SKC. They're in a they're in a conference that is tends to be quite strong, but um, I think this year they've done very well. And the fact that they've won as many matches at home as the other way, it's that whole consistency there. That is the main thing yeah. because it's all right for Columbus. They won it and they won all their home games. But if, if their farm at home dropped then they're not winning anything, whereas SKC can pick it up home and away. We've already spoke about Seattle, uh, finished second. They'll be disappointed to not won MLS Cup, but overall, another good season. Uh, Portland in third. They won MLS is back. They got the same amount of points as SKC and Seattle, but it's what they did in the playoffs has ruined it for them. Yeah, for me, the the MLS is back is is the the high. So they showed that they can do it in tournament football, uh, went all the way to the final, beat Orlando, lifted the trophy, and you think, they've made the playoffs now and they've got that Mm. tournament form. I think losing to Dallas, I don't know how they even achieved it because I switched off when they were in the lead. Yeah. And and then when I checked afterwards, it was, oh, uh, what? Dallas, you know, how has that even happened? Um, So for me, that's that's a huge... A huge loss because they could have gone on to win the whole thing quite easily. You know, if you look at, you know, they finished on the same points as Seattle and they could quite easily have gone and got to that final. Yeah, they could have. Uh, and uh, it's what we've got to remember with the playoffs is it's only one game. So any team, I don't care who you are, whether you are Seattle Sounders, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, we. Every team, Bolton Wanderers, um, every team has bad games, some more than others. Uh, but uh, and Portland did have a bad game against Dallas. They couldn't. They, they went one nil up. They should have won the game three. They were all now. over them, and they didn't. They didn't do it. And Dallas picked them off at the end and 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 got got a draw and then won on the on penalties. So I think overall, Portland have, have Portland have had a season that I would give still give an A grade to, but. It could have been so much better, yeah, and yeah. It, but still, there's there's a lot for them to to build on for next season, and and hopefully for them, they, they'll remember this, and this will be their inspiration to go further next year. Same uh, for Minnesota, I think. In yeah. inspiration, they're on a different path in terms of they're very much on the up, um, very much on the Minnesota train with Adrian Heath. Mm. I think he's doing a great job. I think the roster's good. I think it could be better, but I think it's exactly. I think it's it's this season it was at the point where it could have been 
you know, at that point. Yeah, yeah. They've done a lot of building. It's taken a lot of time to get there. Few more additions, and they are a serious, serious contender next year. That's got to be the goal. They've got to be looking to win that conference. They're good. They will. They could be good enough. They were five minutes away from making MLS Cup. Yeah. So that tells you where Minnesota are. It's taken a few years, and I think they've never been. They weren't great in the first few games when they joined a few years ago, but since then they've been all right. They've been good. Yeah. They've had. They've been always been great going forward. And I think, yeah, they can easily build on it. And this is what Adrian Heath, he'll be looking next year to go, right, this is the year where we go and win something. And um, for me, with Minnesota, now they're in the new stadium. Now they've they've, they've found an identity. They, they know what they're doing. If Minnesota won the West or won Supporters' Shield next year, I wouldn't be surprised. No way, not at all. I want to get to, to Dallas, LAFC and San Jose, who are kind of all in the same bracket in a bit. But I think special mention to Colorado, who definitely, I'm going to say, had a a better season. A well, better season than those three. They did, uh, mainly because they played four less games <laughs> and crammed in all the points in those games. But um, yeah, Colorado again to finish fifth and... and You've got to remember they had they had spent like a month or so not playing. Yeah, it's it's getting going again. That yeah, that was the the tough thing. And they got over the line on points per game. I mean, they they were comfortably on points per game. They were in fifth. But yeah, yeah it, it's nice to see Colorado up there because we feel they always recruit quite well. I mean, the Minnesota walked all over them in the uh, in the playoffs, but they recruited well. And, and what we used to with Colorado, this is such an improvement, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I think when you look at the teams below them, or well, they finish more points, but finish below them: uh, <laughs> Dallas, LAFC, San Jose, Vancouver. Also, I want to put in this bracket if we can club these four together because talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. One week it was a big win; the next week they were getting hammered, and they all kind of no one wanted it. Out no. of those four, no one wanted it whatsoever. Yes, LAFC had some great games. You know, they won seven games at home, but then couldn't buy an away win. No, they couldn't. It just, it, they didn't react well. They, they didn't play for a lot of the, no. the, the majority of the games they played. They didn't react well to that. Rossi tried his best, and they had isolated, really good performance. Yeah. But um, as a whole, didn't think they played well. They'll be disappointed. Their season could still end and be arguably the greatest season of any MLS team if they go and win Champions League. Yeah, LAFC representing us as our only hope ever in the history of us playing in the Champions League. Obviously, we we wish them all the luck in the world. We really want them to go and yeah. uh, stick it to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they could still do, but I think MLS terms, yeah, they, 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 they didn't do well at all and they will definitely improve. 100%. Uh, San Jose started, I mean, it was... It was awful. It was it was embarrassing. I don't know. I, no one can disagree. But they, you know, they clawed it back. Same as Vancouver. They both they looked down and out. San Jose and Vancouver mm. getting both got hammered at points this season. But finishing eighth and ninth respectively. I'll be honest. I think that's probably a bit of a win after how it all how it all began. <laughs> yeah, they conceded almost a hundred goals <laughs> between them. I mean, that tells you everything about San Jose and Vancouver. But uh, they only played 46 games. I know, yeah. Between them. San Jose, uh, 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 they've gone from being the team a few years ago that were the, the whipping boys yeah. of MLS. And now they, they, 
they are just getting in the playoffs or there and thereabouts. So they have improved. And I think um, there, there's room for him to improve next year. Wando will always be a hero and he'll always get him a <laughs> he'll few He'll be goals. back. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll always get him a few 92 goals. 92 years old next season. <laughs> uh, but Vancouver, uh, yeah, to finish ninth for me, for Vancouver, that's a good season. Yeah. It's They finished above LA Galaxy. And we we know that um, we know the problems they've had, and the problems that this season brought, and they finished ninth. And it, I think that's quite respectable for them. I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I've seen nothing to suggest since we've been watching MLS over the last five years. I've seen nothing to suggest that I'm wrong. And you just used LA Galaxy as a benchmark for Vancouver. Or at least they've had a better season than LA Galaxy. I came into MLS and I looked at the history and it's like, oh, they've won, they've won MLS Cup five times. I've not seen them get close. No. I don't know if they are that... Are they there anymore? We know how it works. You know, there's ups and downs. Look at, look at Atlanta. LA Galaxy are the perfect example of that. I, I don't know if they are that... They don't set that bar anymore. You know, mm. for me, there's no... There's nothing to suggest that they were a real team to beat this year. And it, it does make me sad because of the history and because of the Beckham. And please don't, yeah. this is not coming from a bad place. Like, I, I love LA Galaxy because they are, to me, they are MLS because of David Beckham. And if you live in the UK, it's LA Galaxy because David Beckham. Yeah. This is not coming, this is not like an attack on LA Galaxy, but I just feel like they're just not, they're not there at the minute. No, LA Galaxy for me are like Arsenal. Where you'll always respect the name, mm. but let's face it, at the moment, they're yeah. a million miles away from winning anything. Chicharito hasn't performed this year. He's been a real disappointment. Mm. And, I mean, they've, they've got other players that are trying to pull the weight, but it's just not clicked at all. And to finish 10th again, po- pre and post Latan, the fin- of what we've seen, they're finishing 10th. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, for a club like LA Galaxy, it's not good enough. There's rumours that Greg Vanny might be the man who's going to come in and take charge. That's what they need. Exactly, I was going to say that, that. That For me, they need that type of person to come in, someone who's got a lot of MLS experience, who has proven that he can build. Because remember when he came into Toronto, you know, he helped build those, uh, those mm. that team, into MLS Cup champions. Yeah. So he's exactly what they need. and it's a, he, it's a fresh project for him, I think, and yeah. this is what he needs. And he can't go, go much worse. <laughs> like I said that about Atlanta, but LA Galaxy have had consistent... Like, at least Atlanta could have a few more years of mm. finishing 11, 12. Yeah. LA Galaxy, this is all that we've known, really, over than when Zlatan was there. So they need someone to come in. They need someone to, to stick a rocket up Chicharito and get him scoring again. Or oh, they just need to to wipe everything out and just start again. But I think Greg Vanny would be a good uh, good appointment for them. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. LA Galaxy, you, you're going off the name because let's face it, they're not shown as much this season. A team that finished on the same points as LA Galaxy is RSL, and for me, that's a bigger dis- that's a bigger shock than LA being down there because, like you say. LA have been either side of Latam mm. have been there anyway. For for us, we you know we always big up RSL because normally, you know, very consistent. They'll always be in and around the playoffs. Only one or three games at home this year. Very unlike RSL. And for me, that's a big disappointment. Yeah, they they normally scrape the playoffs. They normally know what they need to do to get into the playoffs. Um, I know they've had a change with uh, with head coach, mm. but. Yeah, 11th is poor for them and, and their home form is normally what really gets them through. It's what normally 
uh, they they bank their season on. And you can guarantee normally that RSL are picking up at least five, six, seven wins at home. And you yeah. normally vote for Rusnak to win the Ballon d'Or every year. I mean, he can't win it when they're finishing 11th. We have, we have the same birthday, yes. Yeah, so he's my favourite player. Um, yeah, but uh, it's just, they need to start again next season. But, you know, they've, I think they've got enough in the bank to do it. They've Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff happened off the pitch which we won't get into now, but was uh, rightly condemned. But, um, yeah, it's been a poor, disappointing, difficult season for RSL, but I wouldn't be surprised if next year we look and they finishing fourth. In the overall standings, only one team finished lower than FC Cincinnati, and I'll keep this really, really simple. It's Houston Dynamo. Let's just say, new badge, new start, blow it all up, start again. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. May have forgotten in the last episode, <laughs> so it, it may be MLS Cup themed, even though it's already happened. My apologies. Still relevant. Still relevant. It's just just been the MLS Cup. Uh, so, shall we have a game of the Jason Crisis Right? We wouldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> we would. Henry Hewitt, come on down. Henry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's higher or lower? I feel very unprepared um, with this because I just frantically tried to remember what it was that I was going to do. Um, right, I have a list of stadiums that have hosted MLS Cup. Right, okay. Uh, I will give you one to start off with. Let's start with Toyota Stadium in Texas. It's hosted MLS Cup twice. If you cared, it's in 2005 and 2006, back-to-back years. Wow. But higher or lower... Mapfrey Stadium, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, it's definitely not less. So more higher. It is. It's higher. It's three. Yeah. Two thousand and one, two thousand and fifteen, and um, when was the other? Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. Uh, okay, higher or lower? Sporting Park, Kansas City, in Kansas. Lower. It is lower. It's one. Higher or lower than Sporting Park in Kansas? CenturyLink Field, Seattle. Oh, it's every other year, isn't it? Well, and, uh, that, you think that? No, no, it's because uh, they, they've they've been in a few, but they've been away for mm. a lot of them. Uh, it's a harder question than you think. Uh, higher? Oh, same. Is, higher. Stick with it. Um, let's do a couple more, even though the music's run out. Uh, higher or lower than CenturyLink Field, RFK Stadium, Washington, D.C.? Higher. It is higher. How yeah. many do you reckon? Oh, I think three or four, is it? Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and higher or lower than RFK Stadium, let's finish with Gillette Stadium. I kind of put these in the same bracket. Yeah, yeah. Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. So you saying three, just lower? It's lower, but it's one. They only hosted it once. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so there we go. Another round, the final round of the <laughs> Crisis Right in 2020. If you've got any ideas for any higher or lower games, I'm out. I'm spent. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know how we've made it last this long. That's me done. I'm out of ideas. Uh, so we're looking ahead to 2021 then. The trades have started. Austin uh, FC, have, have, uh, obviously they need to get mm. a whole team together. So they've started. I've got a list of a few here. Uh, Alex Ring, the big name, New York City yeah. uh, uh, fans were very disappointed to see him leave, but he's a 
guy of MLS experience. We've seen players like this who have left clubs and you think, oh, they'll do a good job. Not quite done a good job. Mm. But then we've seen Walker Zimmerman do a great job. Yeah. So where do you think Ringo Varlin? He, he's been at, an, at a new club before. Mm. At NYCFC, I think that's important. Um, Zimmerman, of course, stepped into Nashville and took to it like a like a duck to water. I do think, if I'm honest with you, I think this is possibly the best signing they've made. Experience could be a captain, middle of the park. I, th- I think it's a really solid. I can understand why he might want to leave NYCFC. He's been through quite a lot there. They've they've, yeah. they've had a lot of ups and downs at NYCFC over the years gets to play on an actual pitch every week which you know it's not to be sniffed that at that was a bonus um, yeah so I'll, I'll be honest I think that's a really really crucial bit of the, the, the pattern coming together they've signed quite a few players that have got a lot of MLS experience you look at uh, Danny Housen Ben Sweat mm. Ulysses Segura Nick Lima Julio Cascante um, so that's the route they're going down we kind of saw Nashville go down a similar route I, yeah. I think I've mean, been impressed with the recruitment so far. Yeah, Ben Sweat, of course, went to Miami. Hmm. Um, now, we'll know Alex Ring, crucially. But I, I think Sweat will look to have a much more successful time in Austin than, than he had with Miami. But I do like I do like that as a trade. They've got a good balance of, of experience there and, and talent. It, look, it looks like it's very difficult from an expansion draft to see where a team's going because, of course, they've still got so many positions to fill and then add the depth pieces as well. There's still yeah, yeah. so much work for them to do yet. So yeah. the, the jury's still out. Where do they fit? Because... You can. They've got sides, uh, signs of like uh, Nashville about them, but mm. they've also with a celebrity owner and stuff like that. They've got a lot of signs of um, Miami. Is there going to be a lot expected of Austin next year? I think there is. I think it's been it's been coming a while. I think the pressure yeah. is in the fact they've had a long while to prepare for this. Um, the stadium is, you know, the stadium's there. There's there's teams in MLS that would kill for a stadium. Austin are going to have it day one, which is great. Won't be full, of course, but. I think Austin have got a real platform to go and do extremely, extremely well, but maybe with less of the spotlight and pressure that Miami had, which I think could be a key ingredient. Even Atlanta, to some degree, you know, Atlanta yeah. is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on them. So um, from the 17s, so I, I, I think there could be some very good things in in Austin, and uh, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to I'm going to say it before a ball is kicked. I'm adopting Austin as my second team. Right. I've always wanted a team in the West. Yeah. And my nephew is called Austin. I'm going to buy him the jersey and I'm going all in. He's going green and green as well because Norwich, yellow and green. Looking at a few of the other trades then, uh, Fafa Picol Mm -hmm. has gone from Dallas to Houston. Yeah. Is this the kind of player Houston need? Houston need whatever they can get, I'll be honest. That's a good point. Um, they obviously frantically trying to replace some key players that they've lost in the last 12 months. Again, it's experience. It's experience. He knows where the goal is. I don't think you can disagree with that trade. I think it's a it's a it's a start. A uh, friend of the show, Kamal Miller, he went to Austin and then uh, got traded to Montreal. Yeah, um, he's actually a Toronto fan. Is he? Mm. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> um, so yeah. Let's see how that one goes. Um, sad for Kamal, though, because um, he's done well. Obviously, he was drafted to Orlando. Yeah. He's, done, he's done well. He's been a solid player. He's come in this year. He's played a lot because Moutinho's been injured. So, um, uh, obviously, loved having him, having him on the show. Loved chatting to him. A proper professional. A true pro. So, good luck to him. And uh, Evan Bush is going to be Columbus's number two goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a shame that, uh, that he's not reuniting with Fanny. 
I mean, it is. It is. Uh, but no, I, that's a solid pickup. That for me, as a really good depth piece, that's that's excellent. As he maybe looks to wind down a little bit, I think that's a that's a really nice move for for both parties. Uh, Ryan, before we go, game with a changing name. Okay, so um, this player started their career in Watford, which is his hometown. He played twice for Watford despite all the hullabaloo and the uh, anticipation about his talent. Uh, he moved to Atlanta in MLS in 2019. He played 18 times and was in competition with Justin Miram to play on the wing. Right. He then moved to Luton Town this year in the Championship here in England. And it was Henry... Pereira? Yes, Dion yeah. Pereira. No. Uh, I'm glad I've finished on a high with that one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you have messaged us and you got it right, well done if you got it right and didn't message us. Um, right, so that's it for us for this season. just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone and have a, a Happy New Year. It's been a difficult year for all of us, but hopefully 2021 will be, will be better from us too. We want to say thank you, whether you get involved or whether you just listen. You know, we love doing this show. We love talking about MLS and for you to, for us to have uh, been even a small part of your 2020 is uh, it, it's 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 amazing. So thank you so much. Remember, twenty twenty one hopefully will be better. It'll be a better year, as Timon and Pumba say. Hakuna Matata. Who would have guessed that the last quote on this season would have been Timon and Pumba? Um, last season we finished with Kalen Carr. <laughs> this year, <laughs> this is a perfect way to sum up twenty twenty. Um, it's Timon and Pumba. So to finish the season. I think, Elliot, you need to give us day 24 of the getting advent calendar when you're ready. Orlando City finally made the playoffs. We've finally got a good coach. We've finally got a roster together. Get in! Merry Christmas. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.